days ago I was watching uh, Paul's video from PS Audio, and uh, sometimes I hmm. skim these things, sometimes I don't. But uh, anyway, he was brought up a topic about computer noise and you know how it's an issue, and well, a lot of computers are noisy as hell, and it's pretty much a given. I mean, some are worse than others. And, um, you know, but it was a five-minute video, and he kind of covers things. But anyway, I figured we'd do a video on that, just kind of expand on it a little bit, too, and, you know, things we found out might help. This is a common complaint with computers. Everyone always says, oh, computers are such a noisy audio source. Use something else. And the trouble is most things that people recommend using kind of are computers anyways, so it doesn't really mitigate the issue. But it is a common enough issue. There's things you could do about it. And I think there is some clarification uh, needs to be said about what Paul did. It was a perfectly fine video, but a little bit more in-depth might yeah, be reasonable. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like one thing I know, we've dealt with noise for decades at this point, coming from the cable side of things. And... Um, shields the way they convey noise the capacitance of the cable there's a lot of things that affect noise and we're talking about we're not talking about, that's we should probably define what noise is because a lot of people think noise is audible like hum you know like mm, well, okay. it can be that that's <laughs> obvious noise all right yeah. that's not what we're talking about here that's 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 something that's a ground loop that's well, that's a, that's pretty common in the analog domain you hear things like that audibly yeah. and they cause real nuisances but in digital, noise is far more complicated. Yeah, it's 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 high frequency energy. It's not it's not in the audio band, but it does transpose itself to messing with the audio. Well, and that's it can. what we want that's what we want to explain. Yeah. It may yeah. in some circumstances. Yeah. Well, especially at the D to A process. Like yeah. that's really where it gets in. And you know, it, it but it happens but th that's not even really accurate. High frequency energy can go through analog electronics and get rectified and turn into hiss. You Potentially. Know? Depends on the design. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless, noise is noise, and it raises the noise for the system when it gets into it. Well, and there's multiple sources for this noise. I mean, it could be RF or from the wall, you know, so. Yeah, right. It could be electrical-based. Most of it's voodoo, and you can't really see or hear it. Airborne's a bit. It just shows up. Yeah. yeah if you it's can't in, see it. If it's in the air and you've got things in, like, you know, like light dimmers, for example. Oh, yeah. Throw out, tend to throw out noise on the electrical line, and they radiate the noise in the air. Yeah, you can, can hear them up. sometimes. So, dim. yeah. The dimmers themselves. Yeah, like you change the brightness, and yeah. it like changes the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some poorly That's designed noise. power supplies, especially switch mode power supplies, which are very common these days, um, some of those will throw a lot of noise into your electrical system in your house. And depending on how low impedance your electrical connection is to the grid or how many things are on that circuit or whether or not your audio stuff is on the same circuit as other devices, uh, sometimes this can cause an issue as well. You can get AC noise. And the trouble is people commonly say, well, that's the power supply's job to deal with it. And it is. The power supply should sure. ideally eliminate that noise and cause it to be not an issue. You have perfect DC coming out. However, in practice, that's very, very rarely the case. Yeah, Usually you have some noise. High frequency energy bleeds through. I mean, it's not, you know, you, 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 when people hear the word filter or shield, they think it's like some, Yeah, magic. Know, yeah, ma yeah like, like, like you're in a bank vault or something. Yeah. You okay, know, now there's no, no more way, noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no more noise. Yeah. Absolutely not the case. I mean, shields come in all different flavors and sizes and topologies 
And some are effective at some frequencies better than others, and some are not effective at all at some frequencies. And same with filtration. You know, line conditioners, filters, they, they, they can do, they can help in some areas, some frequencies of noise spectrum, and in others it just bleeds right through, gets right through. So mm -hmm. none of this stuff is perfect. The only way to make a perfect filter is you'd have to know exactly the, what noises you're dealing with and design a filter around that. Mm. But in the case we're talking about where we're dealing with wide band energy, RF energy, it's all over the spectrum. There's no one particular frequency or source to pin down. So you're trying to stop this, right, with basically a Band-Aid is what you're using for the right. most part because you don't really know what you're dealing with. It's just there. It's in the home environment. It's in a commercial environment. It's and it could be constantly changing, too. Right. It could vary. Like you said, with the dimmer, you change yeah. the thing, you, you vary the frequency. Now, something as simple as just noise. a normal switch. You know, yeah. that, that that's an impulse. Noise. That's yeah. an electrical impulse response. Yeah. But the challenge seems to be since there's so many different sources, as a result, there could be wide variation in how much of a particular noise or what frequency at which the noise occurs in your home and your environment. So what seems to be most common is a designer that designs their electronics or their amplifier or whatever. They don't have these particular issues, and so as a result, they design it for the environment they have. Yeah, uh, and a and test, in their environment, a, it works fine. On a test bench or, you know, where you're doing the engineering in that, it's it's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's no noise there. Oh, but it's in like the room that Apple has for their RF room. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, they got a nice... I didn't see... The, is, is the new one better than the old one? I remember it's seeing huge, the old one. Yeah. They that don't was, really show they it. They kind of glance it over. It's like an amphitheater, yeah, man. Yeah. That's not even a room. Right, but yeah. the, the lengths that people go to to be able to measure the radiated noise are extreme, and that's the trouble. Mm -hmm. These small-time manufacturers don't really know in absolute terms how much noise this gear could tolerate and how much noise it radiates potentially into other gear. Well, not only because that. Because it's so incredibly difficult not only to that, measure. In the engineering of it, let's say they, let's say they design the unit, all right, and it goes through CE testing, UL testing, whatever, and one of the tests is for noise radiation, yep. right? All right, so they make a unit that passes that test. Right. They get the stamp of approval. Now you go into production. Eh, we could find a cheaper capacitor for this. We could do this, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden the thing isn't really meeting the spec that it did on the initial yeah. engineer. Actually, recently that's so. becoming more and more of an issue mm. in the PC space, especially since there's so much supply side constraints. People are picking and choosing components that you can work. Get are serviceable, yeah, right. but yeah, they you can could change actually get the function. Like you, could, you could get these parts, yeah, but now right. this SSD has a different controller and it doesn't perform the way it did. Or you're using a different chip or something like that in a power supply, and as a result, the efficiency isn't what they claimed. Um, that's a big issue, and unfortunately, it's common, and you don't really know what your device has. So you say, oh, it's certified. It's rated at this. Yeah, maybe, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's tolerant to a huge quantity of wideband noise. It should always be avoided. You should try to minimize how much noise your gear has to deal with. Yeah, particularly like when you're buying capacitors for bypassing noise and stuff like that or filtering noise where, you know, and I'm, I'm picking on a capacitor because it's probably the most common device you'd use for high frequency to try to absorb high frequency energy. But capacitors come, if you ever looked at a catalog for capacitors, like you just pick on a polypropylene cap, thousands of very thousands of Huge different variations sums. and all, they all have different specifications on how they handle yeah. certain frequencies you know and it and even then the specs don't tell you that really the cap specs are going to give you you know some they're, they're simple specifications the, the tolerance and the capacitance yeah. level and the voltage rating you know and uh but but beyond that there's only three or four specs on a cap 
You really don't know until you throw it in situ in the circuit and go, all right, well, what's it doing? And then, then bombard the circuit with the noise or what you anticipate to be the noise and mm -hmm. see what happens. So what we're getting at is in the re once this gear hits the real world, all bets are off if it's going to actually perfectly function the way it was designed to. There's going to be glitches, you know. Always is. Yeah, which brings us to audio. And what, that's the one thing we were talking about where we're getting into, particularly when you're cooking computer up, which is a noisy device via an electrical conductive cable, USB, SPDIF, whatever, anything that has copper or conductor in it, right? You're, well, as soon as you tie that computer with a wire cable to the, the, electric, the audio system, you're now transferring a, a percentage of that noise from the computer into your audio system, given. No way around it. Going to happen. Well, theoretically, it's possible not to, but yeah. in practice, that just about never happens. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. To, to say that noise won't travel down the shield of that cable right. is stupid, would be silly. It yeah. does. Another common issue is I think people think shields are perfect. They work. And although shields are functional, people need to understand there's big differences in the quality and the benefits of the shield. Shields are typically designed to shield noise that causes an issue in that circuit. But when you're dealing with something like high-end audio, it's much more complicated than that because what, as audiophiles, what we're listening to typically is trivial uh, nuances in the audio that maybe the designers didn't really That's the concern last themselves percentage with, we're worried about. Right, and so yeah. maybe you can't hear it, but maybe you can. And if you're seeking the best of the best, these things should be tried to, there should be some attempt to mitigate these things. Um, because, of course, we're working well outside of the norm. It's not necessarily that the device won't function right. if you have noise. It'll function just fine. You could have incredible it noise. Music. It'll work. Sure. Uh, the question is— For the is, most part. <laughs> it should. Yeah, right. It would have to yeah. be pretty nasty for it to not work. Might skip once in a while mm. on a D-Day or something if you got a really noisy computer. Right. You might miss a, a beat here and there, but nothing major. But thinking in absolutes, a feather deflects the strongest bridge ever made. Um, sure. It's just a question of how much. It yeah. may be immeasurable, but it's not zero. Well, it's certainly audible, and and because I found it to be, you know, and it's something we addressed in the cable designs years ago. Coming from an RF background, I mean, I've seen it, I've dealt with it. It just it gets into everything, you know. Well, I have a real uh, scenario where I ran into this in my computer. I had a USB mic, and oh, uh, yeah. my power supply was at its limit. It was a good quality power. The computer supply. power supply. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I got a different graphics card, and I was, you know, <laughs> at the minimum required yeah, you know, not good. power supply. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't hear anything, but everybody else um, that was listening to what I was saying was like, there's just like a constant noise that, yeah. that, that they could hear from my power supply. Right. So but it's I saying, couldn't hear it. It's saying, it, help me, yeah. help me. <laughs> it varied with the GPU load. Yeah. So you could actually hear the frame rate yeah. effectively yeah. Right. in his microphone. It would sound like a, a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I couldn't hear it though. Right. So from my end, it's like everything's fine over here. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, that's going to happen. And the same thing happens in audio too when you're dealing with uh, noise, but also just power supplies in general. An amplifier, you know, is typically at, at at peak draw. It's at its limit. You know, you're taxing the the power supply and the amp, and it's dealing with it at an audible rate. You're you got bass notes coming out of this thing. It's driving a four ohm speaker load or whatever. And, you know, so yeah, it's the same kind of thing occurs where it's like it's huffing and puffing. And so, you know, so, so yeah, in other words, what I'm saying is, you know, people say, well, it's got a power supply, so it's made to filter it out. But Right. It's made to. Yeah, right. But yeah. it's only so effective. In a steady state, drawing no real power. Yeah, it sounds like it's doing a great job. But yep. when you start using it, 
using it, you know, and now you throw noise into the mix at it. Now it's it can't always deal with it well. That was at probably about 90% of its design capacity. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, beyond the limit or anything, right. but it was right there. But line-level devices are the same problem. Like, and particularly D-Days, like Paul was talking about D-Day converters in particular because you're hooking – typically the one cable you're hooking into a computer is a USB, you know? Yep. And so noise travels down that. So what he was getting at is you can buy filters that go in line with the USB, which I know IFI makes some pretty uh, effective ones that are – they're designed to try to absorb some of this noise from getting through the cable into your D to A converter or whatever you're hooking your right. computer to, and they work. And I mean, they're they're engineered to get rid of, you know, some of the noise. Not going to get rid of all of it, but that's not the point. You're never going to get rid of all of it. <laughs> the, the idea is to drop it down enough where it's in, fairly insignificant. Yes, certainly you could achieve a level where the noise is not noticeable. Doesn't need to be perfect, but. Um, it's very difficult to know what that level is because different people have different amounts of noise, different issues, and the different hardware has different tolerance for these things. Some DACs tolerate noise well, others do not. Right. It depends on the design. So it really depends on your exact situation, your cabling, how it's arranged, how close it is to other things in your home, whether or not it's parallel to AC power in your wall or something like that, and more of the radiated noise coming off of that AC line is going to get... Uh, coupled into this USB cable or things like that. There's a huge multitude of situations that could arise that would impact how much noise you get into your system. Simply moving the system could change how much noise you perceive. Or maybe the environment you're in, it doesn't matter at all. You can't hear anything. That's possible as well. Totally. In that sense, don't worry about it, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, people that make critical gear too or outside of audio you're talking about medical gear and stuff they have to deal with this they they, they have to design power supplies and stuff they to, to, this yep. stuff's got to be reliable if it's pumping a microliter of medicine in your body per minute or something mm-hmm. like that that's got to stay pretty rock solid you know it can't you kill people when that thing does goes flaky so well, yeah. you know there's that, that that kind of stuff they they pay a lot medical they pay a lot more attention to noise for sure and their power supplies their oh, systems absolutely. You know all that, but but in audio, it's it's an afterthought. It's not really you know thought of, but it's still a critical system when it comes to listening to music. And if you care enough, the yeah. levels your people are at with resolution, yeah, it's audible. You know, so I mean, for like uh, another filtration like the example, the, the digital AC. We have a cord called the digital AC. We've had it for twenty years now, and it's specifically made to drop noise levels, high frequency energy down, like up to forty dB. And, you know, we've been dealing with this a long time. We, we use these on our computers in here and stuff like that. And, uh, and it's, not that it's not that you can, like, the computer runs faster or anything, right? We can't do a speed test and go, oh, look at that. It's not about that. It's about keeping the stupidity out of it all. You know, you, you don't need glitches in your data. You don't need issues. You, you don't know what, these, what this noise causes until it's too late. You know, it's additive. Hmm. And not only that, it keeps the noise out of our other systems here in the, in the building. You know, we're not, we're not allowing the computer to dump noise backwards through its cord into the, into the rest of it, which here we've got two computers. We've got mic preamps. We've got – there's a lot of stuff in this room we're ta- where we're talking, right? And a fair number b- of things. Bottom line is the, a cable like that was designed uh, – with filtration, it is designed to isolate the noise leaving the computer as much as coming from the wall – and, you know, just keep it away from the rest of the stuff in the room. So it's things like this where, you know, noise is additive in, in, a, in an environment. It's additive. And people don't even realize how many things in a home are generating it. 
You know, anything that plugs in a wall probably is generating some amount of noise. Probably. Pretty much. Something. Everything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Pretty much. Yeah. So, and a laptop even running on battery, it's still the processor. It's radiating a little bit of noise. Yeah, right. Which isn't an issue because it's not connected to anything, but it can be if you get it close to something. Yes. So, yeah. So. And then we switch from LTE to uh, 5G, and now we got 60 gig millimeter wave that nothing was ever designed to, you know, handle and all is, kinds yeah. of. Yeah, that yeah. is a big issue, actually. Yeah. In the early days of cell phones, you remember it was easy to find devices that you could couple the cell phone, yeah, the GSM 900, noise, 900 into the device, and you would hear that noise yeah. uh, of the cell phone trying to communicate in your device. Now you don't pretty much at all. Even if you put your phone right next to something, you do a speed test or you send some data down it, usually you don't hear it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's simply because when people are making the devices, when these devices are being designed now, they know that's a reality. People have phones nearby. And so they ensure that the devices could mitigate this They've noise. slowly right? worked, like car systems were like that too. Remember you'd always oh, hear yeah. the phone in the audio yeah. system? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've slowly worked to mitigate, filter out, create probably a holistic filter in the car's environment to dump that noise somewhere <laughs> so that it, you don't actually hear it. The trouble you know? isn't that you can't get rid of the noise. It's that usually in the design, they don't know what noise is present and it just costs money to deal with it. So maybe you and don't time. have this frequency or you don't have that much energy of this particular frequency radiating down your USB line or passively or something like that from device to device. That doesn't necessarily mean that um, you wouldn't benefit from having a filter in there, but it costs money. Right. So people aren't really going to put the filters in to deal with everything that could exist because you need typically circuits tailor freak design for different frequency bands. Um, and yeah, it's just as be, expensive. You have to be practical in engineering these things. You can't. Yeah, you're not throwing yeah, $100 of filtration at something yeah, that's yeah. probably not going to matter for most people. Yeah. But, but bottom line is that in the end, I think people just need to realize that the noise sources exist throughout an, a home environment. It can affect your listening pleasure. Potentially. You know, yeah. And it's not it's not a hum. It's more like a noise level. It's a hiss. or It, it, it manifests itself. Really what it does is it masks the low-level detail that could exist. It's a masking effect. You just don't you, – sometimes you don't even know it's there until it's gone. Hmm. Right? Usually you don't. Because yeah. all of a sudden you go, oh, how come it's so darker, quieter sounding? Like almost like it's off, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I put this filter in there. <laughs> it's a like, black background, as yeah, it were. Yeah, black background is the, is the technical term yeah. that we use in audio, you know? And that's what, that's what you get go, that's your goal kind of is when you get to that one, last 1% mm. is you're trying to eliminate these factors, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in, a, in a playback chain. And um, so anyway um, – hope that helps people to understand you know where we're coming from this it's a complicated thing it's not easy to understand it's invisible it's that magic whatever you it's want like to call magnets it. how do they work yeah well that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 especially the ones that uh, they use in these uh fancy schmancy motors in the electric cars nowadays aren't they making all kinds of like funky shapes for magnets and stuff like that and they're getting a little bit more advanced in the simulation and the design yeah it's not like it was in the 1800s yeah it's wild actually when you look at it and it, it's actually when you once you see it it's Oh, that's simple. It's well, like it's simple. obvious in hindsight. Right? Yeah, right. It's funny, of course. right? Yeah, to get another 5%, 10% out of the motor. That's <laughs> well, the thing. If you look at what everybody's doing, they're all trying to do the same thing, but they're all going about it in different ways. Yeah. Well, so, patents probably help. Well, that. that too, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh, <laughs> going to pay us to use that idea. But uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, I think, enough said on noise for now. But uh, if, you're running a, if you're running into noise issues, you can always send us an email and, uh, you know, we'll try to help you pin it down. But... 
Usually it's something in the house. Turn everything off. Yeah, that's a good start, yeah. yeah. Except your audio. Then start turning things on and see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, something you'll turn on and it's go, like, oh, oh, it's the fridge. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one way to kill all the breakers except yeah. your audio system. Yep. That's yeah. why it's usually a good start to have a dedicated line if you can. Yeah, right. A line separate from all the other things. It doesn't eliminate noise, but it helps reduce it a little bit. Yeah. Home run for your audio. Yeah, you're kind of ensuring that the... Uh, you know, the computer in the kids' room next door isn't on the same line. That's you know? a good start, yeah. Right. So, yeah, on that note, thank you, everybody, for watching. Take care of yourselves. Thumbs us up if you like this video. And don't forget that we have pillows at abyssstore.com. Abyssstore.com. And mugs and other things, and too, and stuff like that. Oh, and we also have uh, this show and every other one available now on our podcast. Yeah. As a podcast, that is. Uh, available at all your favorite podcast places. Yeah. Hey, Siri, play Top of the Line Show podcast. I bet you're going to hear us right now. Uh, <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. That's enough of that. Thanks, guys. Take care.